Welcome to Explain to Shane. I'm your host, Shane Tews at the American Enterprise Institute. On this podcast, I interview tech industry experts to explain how the apps, services, and structures of today's information technology system work and how they shape our social and economic life. Tired of filling out forms, especially the same form over and over again. One of the challenges with paper forms or PDFs is keeping the data that people fill out updated in your system. Why isn't information easier to manage in today's digital environment? These are questions my guest had and why he created FormEngine, a new process that works with companies and government's legacy IT systems to incorporate FormEngine's cloud-based program that help organizations by digitizing their analog forms. FormEngine uses a variety of technologies, including machine learning and artificial intelligence, to automate the process of data entry. Scott Wyatt is the founder and the CEO of FormEngine and co-inventor of the recently patented FormEngine software. Scott joins us today to walk through how this evolutionary technology will help businesses move paper forms, PDFs, and scanned images, as well as forms that are embedded in other documents, such as contracts and invoices. This process increases the accuracy, speed, scalability, and security of transferring information from a legacy system using paper forms into a fully digital environment. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hey, Scott, thank you for being a guest today on Explain to Shane. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Shane. Thanks for having me. So every once in a while, serendipity just happens. And I was up in Newport the same time you were, and you were talking to a friend of mine at a bar, which won't shock any of my friends. And they, uh, I kind of overheard what you were talking about. And I turned and I was like, wait, 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 wait what are you working on? Because it just sounded so fascinating. And then you're so kind to let me follow up with you <laughs> and hear about your travels. But the work you have been doing First of all, it seems like it's amazing when people hear about this, this hasn't happened before because it's so commonsensical. But tell us about the work you've been doing with Form Engine and, and what the, the amazing things that it does because I'm awed by it. Absolutely. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, it was great, great meeting you and, and connecting like this and, and getting, to, uh, uh, you know, getting to be on your show here. Um, so, yeah, we recently patented our Form Engine software. Um, it's speeding up business and government by automating the form and document transactions between people, business, and government. And that affects most of us. Uh, you know, form-based transactions and documents drive business and government, and that's not going to change, but we invented a way to greatly improve it for everyone involved. While modern business runs increasingly on cloud source systems, there's also the countless required forms the business world uses that are still in old PC file formats like PDFs, Microsoft Word and paper. And there's a reason for that and a reason they aren't going away. But the source systems can't talk to those volumes of personal computer error files, and that's a huge costly disconnect. Uh, the e-signature tools like DocuSign only solve a small part of the problem. So for all of us as individuals, filing out, filling out all the required forms in our lives is painful and error-prone. For the business and government, the volumes of these PC file forms and documents have to be handled and processed into their source systems before they can deliver any service or, or get business done. It's a slow and costly part of business. Um, our form engine uh, enables the next generation of form and document automation, making today's PDF, Microsoft Word, and paper files into digital source system forms and assets. And the answer was in enabling all this work to be done in the source system themselves instead of outside them and trying to integrate them back in. So give us an example of how this is going to make my life so much 
easier the example i think of is like the doctor's office right you know you're like why do i have to fill the same form out every time i go but that's that's just a drop in the bucket compared to doing government forms and people that do government forms like in the whole transfer i also would think would be a huge failure in the system because the ability to inadvertently transpose data or not be able to like have it kind of the machine not garble it you know and have to kind of redo that process has got to be its own economic cost on the on the system as well it is it's 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 an ugly system today and it's just it's evolved the way it's evolved but there are big steps to take and they just hadn't been taken we lucked into a little bit the way that we approached it and solved it um that was patentable and we just got our patent and it's working every day it's not it's not an academic exercise or or discovery it's it's operational, it's commercial, and it's being used today. And so an example, you said doctor's office, absolutely, multiple forms you have to fill out. Uh, they might be in paper today. They might even be, I mean, if they were to give you, like if they say, hey, pull this up on your, on your laptop or your iPad or give you an iPad to do it, it would still be uh, an ugly process. Um, same thing with you know, employees when you're onboarding new empl- as a new employee or a new customer to a business or even a new vendor. There's usually a, a batch of forms that you have to fill out or any service that you want to request from the government. You go out your city, county, state, federal government. There's hundreds, thousands of PDF word forms that you have to download. Some of them are fillable. Some of them are not. Uh, you may have to print them if they need signatures. Um, they still don't really help you correct it easily, complete them easily or correctly. Um, and then when you send them in, it's usually, you know, print them, sign them, scan them. Uh, sometimes these signatures usually not. Um, and email them to someone that sits in their email box until they uh, get to it and then key it into their source system so that right. whatever you requested can actually be delivered or whatever you complied with can actually can be registered. And what we're doing instead, we convert all those offline forms into digital source system forms. And that means that the fields are real source system fields with those correct choices, field validation, pre-filled in a lot of cases. If they, if the doctor's office, for instance, or anyone else knows something about you, then those forms should be pre-filled for everything they know about you or everything you've already told them. And so let's say you fill out the first of three or four forms and you start with a blank form and you've got your name and address and then all this information about you. Great. Well, those next forms should be pre-filled with all that information. And since we're dealing with pure source system data and we're interacting with source systems, um, when they submit the first one, actually, we even do it before they submit, we are pre-filling the rest of the forms from the input into the first form. But even if we didn't, let's say the source system has an information on you and you're uh, updating a form from a year ago or some, some previous time, then your form, number one, should be electronic. It shouldn't be a, a PDF file to download. It should be pre-filled with the correct information about you that you can update and correct anything that's changed and add anything that's needed and then just hit the submit button, maybe with an e-signature where needed, and you hit the submit button and it goes and instantly goes into their source system for whatever's next, whatever action or processing or service fulfillment that they need. And so um, all of this work, you're moving it from the offline PC file and paper world or even e-signature tools directly into the source system. And it turns out we were, uh, you know, skilled enough in that space and came up with the approach to do that that works in an amazing way. 
So just a vocabulary check here. The source system is the entity looking to for the data, right? So it's somebody, you're mm -hmm. going into someone else's system, and then once you are recognized, is there an ID validation on the front end of this? Or do they just sort of, the idea is you're in the, do stay with the doctor's office example for a second. They have already pre-checked you because you're standing in front of them. Um, or does it matter on the system as to, like, do they identify you going in and making sure that you are who you say you are as you're filling out these documents? It does. Authentication is important because you have secure systems here. And that's one of the things that you have to solve and broach, and we have, and there are tools for that. And so whether it's uh, whether it's personal authentication, whether the form is pre-authenticated when the link is sent to you and can only be used once, let's say, things like that, um, give them the protection, the data security in the system but also give you access to do just what you need to do uh, with, with that form or document. And yes, so when I say source system, I mean whatever the, uh, you know, the, the doctor or the business or the government is using on the back end. And that could, they, they could have an Oracle, they could have a Salesforce, they could have, um, you know, other, other uh, uh, source systems. And, you know, we can't work with absolutely everything that's out there, but we are built to integrate with those things to work directly with them. So it will work the way I'm describing. So I know you're doing a lot of work on uh, government contracts or government entities. I know that 70% of our system here in the federal government is IT legacy systems. So does that cause a speed bump for you when you have to go look and see, like, you know, when you're talking about the some of these older source systems of like where they're putting in now imagine a lot of the forms are standardized but yet there must be just a, a multitude of different systems that you have to figure it out or do you have you figured out through the magic of current technology how to like kind of bypass that there's there's some shortcuts to uh to you know, kind of reinventing the wheel each time there there are data structures and there's there's an approach to work with source systems, and I'm talking about cloud source systems. When you get into the legacy uh, on-prem systems that are homegrown, you know, or uh, you know, otherwise, we would work with those sort of in two steps. We would do these transactions automatically into a secure cloud repository, right? And then do the integration between the data and the documents in that source. Could be an Amazon, an Azure, something else, a SQL. Um, and the leg and and the the on-prem source system, right? Because you so can't you can mix legacy push. documents into your new system as your. Can you? I guess I'm trying to figure out logically. Like I love the beginning where you're talking about you're going from like a three, four, five step system to what is hopefully a two step into a one step system. Right? Once you've informed it, but with these legacy systems, do they blend in with each other eventually? And so you have kind of. The old school stuff that somebody keyed in eventually gets blended in with yours. It doesn't matter. Those are might not matter. You know, we we can we integrate with cloud source systems. Okay. Uh, because we can get to them, and you can get to the entire system with one approach. So, let's say, you know, anything built on the maybe it's it's the Salesforce platform or the Oracle or the ServiceNow or you know Microsoft. Um, you can work with just about anything built on that platform with one step, one integration to that platform. But when you get into the on-prem systems, those can be very unique, but they do tend to either, number one, they probably migrate to a cloud source system at some point. And that's going to give them a whole lot of benefits that they're just, you know, that they're overdue to get, not just us, but across the board. 
say that I imagine the manual entry element of it hopefully dissipates to a limited part as well because it, I always think that it's, that's right. a huge you know data entries a lot of a lot of errors happen yeah and it, it makes it I mean what we're doing makes it go away and so what someone is doing when they're filling out let's say their 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 employment forms um, all the data that they put in to those forms on the screen goes when they submit they don't know this they just have an easier user experience uh, filling out these forms than they did before. So it's easier for them and they fill out and they say, okay, here's this, here's the signature, uh, these required fields. I hit all the required fields. It's giving them some guidance. It may even give them some help that the PDFs, you know, dumb PDFs Word documents don't. Uh, so you, you give them better user experience, make it easier for them to do what you need them to do. And when they hit submit, it's going all the way. It's already validated for the source system. The data they put in is source system validated, which is a big deal. They don't know it, but it, it, we made it happen. Right. So it goes into the source system as if someone keyed all that data separately into the source system, which they normally have to do. They just don't have to do that anymore. So we've eliminated all that data entry and we've generated the PDF, which you still need the artifact. So if someone fills in a their W-4, you need the data in the source system, but you also need that PDF artifact of the signed W-4. It's required. That has to get into the source system too, but we're automating all of that going into the source system instantly. Nobody lifts a finger. So if you put a form out there and like a, a school district we, uh, we work with has these, uh, you know, these, these annual things, and they say, we have to send these forms out to thousands of our families. They have to fill out this form. They have to submit it back. We have to take these thousands and get them in. Right now they flow in, in by email in all these PDFs. And it's months of work to do all this and get it all into a source system. We digitize all of it so that they send out basically a broadcast email, but it has a link to an electronic version of it with these signatures. I mean, a lot of the families don't even have printers anymore. I don't have a printer anymore. Don't give me a form I have to print and sign. That's crazy. Right. But it, everybody still does it, right? And scan it. Oh, you print it, sign it, scan it back. Really? Really? So you send them these links. Is that, is that mostly a government issue still versus no. enterprise? No. No, because it's I know only... I get that with the government and I'm always like, you want, I'm like, and like you, I travel a lot. I'm like, first of all, I have no access to a printer and I sure, you know, like scanning, what? Why are we still doing this? I realize there's an app that might be able to slowly get me around that, but it'd be nice if they were fixing it on their end, which you're helping them with. Right. But so it's not just that. It's a lot of businesses too. Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, I mean, they're, they're having to use the government forms for all those, you know, employee and compliance uh, transactions, but they're also using their own branded forms. So they're not using e-forms for anything serious. They, they use, e, you know, these custom e-forms um, for registrations, you know, event registrations. Here, fill in these few fields and submit or request more information. And that's great, right? But those aren't real business forms and contracts and agreements and orders. That's not how those are done. On any significant for any significant transactions, um, they're using their own. They say, "Well, we want a branded form. Legal has to approve it. It's got to be in this format. We're going to do it in Word. We're going to do it in PDF. That's what we're going to use. That's all we have." And then we're going to, you know, all the file shuffle, email and file shuffle to get it into uh, their source system to do anything with it. I can't even it. imagine the forms that you've seen. So give us a, a, a use case of like, have you gone in and like completely transformed like a county where you've gone in and like, okay, guys, like we, you know, I imagine there's all these departments, but like you've been able to just like magically transform everybody in that county's world with 
better we're in form availability. We're in progress okay. with counties. Yeah, no, and they, they, you could look at almost any, you know, county, city, state of any size, and they're going to have dozens, if not hundreds of these things. And every right. one of them is a candidate for this and say, my gosh, make it easier for your, for your customers, which is their citizens and businesses uh, to do business with you, to, to give them better service, give them a better user experience, and then make it easier on yourself by having these things flow into. And I mean, if they don't have a lot of them, don't, they don't have a source system. They want us to put it in. They say, you know, do the whole thing. We, we want the database behind it too. And so we use typically use QuickBase, which is a, a secure, uh, leading no-code cloud platform. We're a QuickBase partner. And so it's an easy-to-use plug-in, secure. And they say, yes, we want to send these out or put these on our website. And we want all this stuff to come flowing in to us and our, our QuickBase database app for processing. And now we have it all in one place and we can do whatever workflows involved with either, uh, you know, complying with that request or confirming that, 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 uh, that compliance. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole new world. You know, it's so much better for them, even though, you know, forms and documents are kind of a mundane thing, but when you take it to the scale of, of, of the world of business, uh, it, it's, it's pretty interesting and pretty important. So there must be a Genesis story behind this of a very frustrating moment of you or one of your partners. So how did this get started? Sure. A few years ago, you know, we, we had a couple of, I'd say one-off cases, clients were trying to solve something and we're writing code or we're building, building a solution to it. And we almost stumbled across it. They asked, they asked us to, to automate some of these things. They pointed to a whole handful of PDF forms that they said, when we onboard new customers, they have to fill out all these forms. And it can take days or weeks. We even lose customers. We lose, lose revenue because they just they won't do business with us. But we, this is what, this is our process. This is what we have to do, and it costs us revenue. It costs us customers. It's it's costly. It's painful. It's painful for them. It's painful for us. Is there any way that you can digitize that? But these are our forms. They have to be these forms. Don't give me some web form equivalent. These forms, and this source system. And we said, okay, well, let's think about how we would do that, right? And then it was doing that one-off. But then it was, I thought, you know, there could be something bigger here. There's Nobody can do this because we looked around and said, isn't there some software out here that can do this already? Because we just plug it in. And there wasn't. It's like, okay, an e-signature tool isn't it. It's not a DocuSign. It's not an e-form builder tool. This is something, this is a different animal. And it's a big animal. So we just really, we worked on it and, uh, and invested in it and, uh, and have developed it over the past, say, four or five years. Uh, it took us that long to get the patent anyway. <laughs> so are there like form clicks? I mean, like there's, it seems like there must be some sort of, you know, you always run up and you feel like, oh, it's a so-and-so form. Like when they do this, you know, I imagine in the world of forms, which I've never really thought about, there are there like a, is there a dozen, 50 just thousands of them. I mean, is there some point where you're like, okay, at least I know this coder. I know the guy who wrote this form. Like he's probably done some other stuff or so you see a lot of symmetry in them or they're all just vastly different. No, there's, you know, there's commonalities, but they're, they're all their, their own formats, their own requirements, and then their own source systems, you know, and structure of where the data needs to live in the back end. And so um, if, if it's, it's, it seems like a very, unwe it's a very unwieldy problem. In fact, nobody that, that we know of has really tried to solve it. The source systems should or should have tried to solve it. 
And they didn't because it's incredibly unwieldy and they just didn't see that in their scope. They're just like, uh, you know, you just key data into the source system, maybe import it from somewhere else. But this whole all this transaction stuff, the input and the output, we're just going to leave that to somebody else or leave that to uh, to kind of manual tools. Um, we took a different approach and we got some remarkable results. And what you have to do is separate the data from the artifact itself. If you take the data first, the data first approach, we're expert, we're database experts. We know databases, we know data structures, and it's that structured data that is, um, you know, that is important to be able to work with and the difficult part to be able to work with. If you take that out, we know how to work with it. And you say, we're going to figure out, develop a way to work with it and then apply it to these artifacts and have the data move into and out of these artifacts in the correct way as if we had written a ton of code. And the way people solve this today, if you gave, and we've been doing this for 20 years, who knows how many clients have given us a form and said, this has got to be an online form in exactly this format. We'd write a lot of code as every other developer or, or, or consultant does at call it a thousand dollars a page, right? And that's one, one particular form. Well, now we can do it in minutes with no code, drag and drop. So we've built something to make that all possible at scale in any language, forms and documents and languages we don't even understand. It doesn't matter because we've separated the data, which we do understand, from the artifact itself and all the background content. We don't even have to understand the background content to know where to map where the data lives and make that contract or that, that form of document work. So, first of all, I love that you're you're solving the form issue for a lot of us. But now, <laughs> knowing everything's AI, right? Everybody's talking about the AI right now. But so much about AI is the importance of being able to use data. And one of the things that I think about is needing that symmetry point within or certain industries to be able to create better you know things for you know for the future. And I, I've always thought, you know, how are we going to clean up this mess of data that we have in these troves of exactly what you just explained are all basically written for their own reasons in their own little portals that aren't going to be cross-referenceable unless we find a way to do that. And it sounds like you might even be on to that as well. Like, okay, we can take certain information. One of the phrases we use is modularity, right? You know, and like kind of modulize it. But depending on you know, taking the personally identifiable information out of it, the PII if possible, you could actually use these and use them facing forward rather than what you're doing right now, which is trying to deal with, you know, dealing with a backward system. I mean, you're, you're, you're putting information into an, an old designed architecture. Yeah. I mean, it's an evolution and, and some of that work's being done today. So, you know, every organization that upgrades to a modern, uh, let's say cloud platform or source system has taken a step in the right direction. It is making those, those legacy improvements. Um, so that'll continue. We don't have to do that. Um, but there's a piece of it that they're, that they're still not accomplishing. And that's this form and document automation piece and digital forms and documents. And that's what we are accomplishing and, and contributing uniquely, I'd say uniquely contributing to the, you know, to the equation. Um, so you've also, you get into things like blockchain, right? And I'm a blockchain supporter, but there are people who think, oh, well, all this is going to go away. The need for for these things, let's say these forms and documents. I mean, there are reasons why they exist and there are good reasons. They're not going away. As so, long as there's bureaucracy, there will be forms, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's also because you're, you're doing transactions uh, and agreements and such with, uh, with, with people and people need things to read. 
And there's legal ramifications to a lot of these. There's commitments, there's terms, there's, um, there, there's, you know, in, in any agreement. And so when you're filling out something and submitting it, um, there are requirements for that. It's not just about going in. If you could just do it with a web form with a few fields and say, yeah, yeah, I agree. Here's my name. Done. You know, then, then do it that way. But so much of this, there's, there's more to it. You know, you're not going to apply for Medicare that way. You know, those forms are dozens of pages long. There are hundreds of fields to fill in. This isn't an e-signature kind of thing. This is much more. And that isn't going to go away because that information has to be created, submitted, uh, captured in that artifact. And it all has to go into a structured, uh, you know, database, into a source system. And, you know, all that's done manually today, unless we apply the form engine and, uh, and fix that. Is there ever a stage, because the government already knows so much about me, right? And if I've used my ID to, my digital ID to get into the system where they can then transpose or transform some of that information into the system, or am I always going to be filling out these large forms? It feels like we should be no, able to should. move some of that information forward. Well, and that depends. That that depends on them, how much, you know, there are constraints to that, but there's opportunity in, in them sharing and whether they get on blockchain and you call that their, their shared system, that's, that's a method of getting a shared system. That's what, you know, blockchain, a lot of blockchain is a method of getting a shared system, a secure shared system. Okay. Uh, there are other ways to get there, but uh, in, in the, in the interim, before we, you know, get to the future, to this blockchain uh, enabled future, one way or the other, uh, they'll share, I'd say, the systems and the, the data the, the way that they want to. Ideally, it would go across government entities. And so whatever you tell the federal government, the state government and your, your county and your city would also know. And so absolutely, they should be giving you a pre-filled form with everything either you submitted last year from their source system or that they know from another source that they're allowed, legally allowed to know because there's some, some legal issues there of sharing uh, and that you would say, that all looks right and hit your signature and hit go and you're done. Um, and you could, you could abstract it even up to, you know, voice input or something exotic like that. And that could be actually very helpful voice completion of forms. And we can do a level of that. Um, and some people obviously for, you know, ADA um, and things really, really need that. Um, uh, it's a little easier, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's an incremental improvement. One way or another, you're right. We, we have to make it as easy as we can. They're not going to go away. The, the data they have to capture that you have to present or that is presented to you and the formatted output that is required for all of those things uh, have to be accommodated. You can't just wish them away or believe that somehow they're going to go away. Um, they're not. But it's okay because we can deal with them so much better now if you... Again, we took a different approach and we got some fantastic results and uh, we're trying to get that out there. Uh, you know, this is this is early days. So you 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 caught us. Uh, you know, this is almost breaking news, um, but uh, this is early days. But, you know, this is commercial. So anyone could adopt what we have. Uh, and we, we've got you know, lots who are in pipeline now who are you know evaluating it and adopting it. Well, that's, that's very exciting. I don't don't give away any state secrets, but I know that you've been working at the local and state level. But are you coming into the feds? Are we going to see you here in Washington sometime soon? Through you can partners. tell me. Through, through okay. partners. We're, we're having some of those. Partners are good. Yeah. Well, the thing is, to sell directly to the federal government is is you know is, is a huge thing. But I think we're we're going to see us probably in federal 
in some other places is under the hood of other uh, vendor solutions, either cloud platforms. Um, it's like, oh, look, it has this functionality and it's white labeled. Well, it turns out it's ours. Uh, or through partners nice. who build some solutions. We had a major um, uh, government a federal contractor who gave us a use case that, that may get approved where up to a million federal employees have to fill out their benefits forms and updates to benefits forms every year. And they don't have anything more than PDFs to give them. The amount of human time that must take for, I mean, that, that you could eliminate that time going towards filling out forms and doing their regular work. I would be very enthusiastic about that uh, just in general, but it's, I'm just excited to hear that you're, you're maybe coming here and hopefully that will then help us populate. I realize there are always, you're right, bureaucrats, there will always be forms, but if we can do it more efficiently, plus also the challenge of, you know, the information not always being accurate and having to go back and manage through that, you're you're solving problems, Scott. Really appreciate it. We're doing well, anything else you guys are doing over at your uh, your company that we should know about? You guys are doing some apps as well? Yeah, I mean, we're, we we build this. This is kind of taken priority. So so yes, we're building custom business apps on the QuickBase platform very successfully um, for twenty years. But the Farm Engine is really taken front seat with for everybody that we're working with, and so it's really it's really getting the word out it, to the right people and then delivering on that. And so we're also looking for um, you know they're the big the big platforms and source systems that need to adopt this. They, if, if they want this functionality for their customers, they can have it very quickly. They can license it from us. can be API integrated. Um, there are big partners out there, the, uh, the big consulting and development firms, who can use this to add to their tool set of capabilities for their big clients, right? Um, and then there are the direct businesses and government entities that are buying they're buying directly from us today. But we're small. We can only do so much of that, right? We would rather enable um, the much bigger players because there's a lot of value out there to create and a lot, and, and there's money in it for everybody. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, every time I don't have to fill out a form, I'm secret, secretly going to think it's because you did something wonderful. So, um, Scott, we will watch what you're doing. We're very excited about the, uh, the simplification possibly of life going forward, at least in the fact of not having to fill out as many forms. And thank you for taking the time to think that all through. I always appreciate a good, you know, coder and software engineer who actually makes all of our lives easier and we don't ever take time to thank you. So thank you. And <laughs> thanks, Shane. Thanks for being a guest today on Explain to Shane. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of Explain to Shane. For more episodes, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred listening platform. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and tell your friends and colleagues to tune in. We'll see you on the next episode of Explain to Shane.